Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized, so if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode, and then you will see it says support this podcast, and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link, and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Hello, everybody. I hope you are doing well today. We are going to be talking about a topic that is really important when it comes to not only weight loss, but really moving through life, being able to hit our goals and our dreams and feel good while we're getting there on the journey towards them. Uh, It's really a life skill that I so wish I had been taught early on in school. It would have been so helpful. Um, But today we're going to talk about it. Hopefully it'll bring you a sense of something that you can really practice throughout this upcoming week or month to help you in regards to staying true to the behaviors that you are working on, to some of the habits that you're trying to change. So today we're going to talk about processing emotions without food or drink, by the way, and also holding opposites. So all of us experience negative emotions. And I honestly, actually do not like that term negative emotions. The word negative just, I guess, to me implies there is something wrong with experiencing it. When in reality, negative emotions are not only normal, but also needed in order to experience positive emotions. Okay. So, so just stay with me here. Negative emotions are not only normal, but they're also needed. So I just want you to think about this, like try this on a little bit. If we didn't experience negative emotions, we would not understand or or even be able to feel the positive emotions. We only feel the positive good feelings, the ones we're always looking for, because it's against the backdrop of the negative feelings. So we really need both to experience the other. And and honestly, this, well, it's actually Carl Jung 
Jung, Young, however you want to pronounce his last name, concept. And um, I do adore his teachings and writings. So you may find me talking about him and his concepts once in a while. But anyway, understanding that we need to hold space for both the positive and negative emotions, opposites. So negative and positive emotions, opposites. We need to hold space for both of them in order to feel the feelings we want to feel. The positive emotions. We have to hold space for both emotions. So what this comes down to then is really understanding we need to become people who do not push away, eat away or stuff away or repress our negative emotions. And I'm going to repeat it again because I really want you to hold on to this concept and really get good at incorporating it into your consciousness, which by the way means thinking it on purpose, maybe writing it down, feeling negative emotions is normal. It is normal. It's the human experience. On average, and I guess I'm going to say in general, I'm going to say in general because some of us actually experience negative emotions more often, but in general, as a human, you are going to experience negative emotions 50% of the time. 50% of the time, you are going to feel all the negative emotions you can think of. Anger, grief, loneliness, sadness, discomfort, boredom, awkwardness, defeat, fear, helpless, insecure, worried, um, anxious, confused, overwhelmed. And 50% of the time, you're going to be feeling positive or neutral emotions like willingness, openness, happy, interested, um, curious, joyous, calm, Loving, belonging, secure. So really taking in and understanding that negative emotions are needed and normal. It, that, that understanding of that concept really helps us take the temperature down a bit on the thought that I can't handle negative emotions and I need to feel positive emotions all the time. Okay, no, 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 no. This is a thought that just creates more negative emotions and, and it creates more negative emotions when we think that because it is an impossibility to not feel negative emotions. As a human, you are going to feel them. So acceptance of negative emotions is a foundational key in learning to stop emotional and stress eating, to stop overeating, to stop over drinking, etc. It's It's one of the keys to losing weight for good and creating a healthy relationship with food and self. Now, this recognition is great for other aspects of our life as well. But I always kind of lean these podcasts towards finding optimal health, losing weight. That's a lot of who my audience is. But understanding that these concepts work across the board for just us as functioning human beings and feeling purpose and meanings, meaning within our lives. So there is a way um, that we can learn and practice how to feel a negative emotion and at the same time experience a deep feeling of peace, calm, and stillness. So we can actually experience multiple emotions at once. And and I think many of us don't always realize this, but it truly is a possibility. And, And we can actually, you know, if you can stay with me here, experience... I guess what some people would label opposite emotions like, you know, calm and sadness. We can experience them at the same time. And there is a, there's ways to practice skills 
and ways of thinking and, and ways of feeling to be able to do this. Having and holding both at the same time comes from the practice of our thinking and using on-purpose awareness and on-purpose thinking techniques um, and on-purpose feeling skills. Okay, so I'm going to actually go through an example to make this maybe hopefully a little bit more understandable. Um, So here's an example. I have two clients in the past who experienced a death of a very, very close loved one. One client responded with deep, deep grief and moved into overwhelm and resistance and anger and trying to escape the emotion through food and alcohol for over two years. Basically, his life stopped, relationships ended, depression set in, weight was gained. Had another client who had done lots of thought work and felt deep, deep grief, the same, but she also was able to experience a sense of stillness and calm as she was experiencing this deep, deep grief. Um, she spent time in the deep grief and sadness and anger, crying, talking about it, writing about it, really touching it. She didn't resist it. She didn't try to push it away. Uh, she felt like incredible sadness for a long time, but she didn't experience the overwhelm or paralysis like the first client did. She continued to function after a time. Her relationships didn't end. There was no long-term depression. She stayed healthy. So she used her skills and thoughts and behaviors to really touch the grief, to really go there, to really feel the very difficult feeling, to process the emotion. The importance of feeling a feeling doesn't just apply to deep negative emotions like loss and grief and, and deep, deep pain. Feeling the feeling must also be applied to the more neutral feelings that we experience. And I think of neutral feelings kind of like, I mean, I guess they're kind of negative, but I think of them like less negative. So more like boredom or restlessness. If you know, so if you want to stop overeating and binging, how many of us out of boredom and restlessness were not in intense emotional pain, were just feeling restless or agitated or bored? Um, So many of us experience a negative emotion and immediately look for food or drink to stop it, um, interrupt it, soothe it, remove it. We don't want to feel what we're feeling. And so our habit brain kicks in and compels us and urges us to grab food and to eat. And it really, it it does work in the moment. and, And this is the problem. It does work. It works in the moment. In the moment of eating, we experience relief distraction, maybe even relaxation. Uh, The problem is, is that it only works for that moment, only works momentarily. And then the after effects are that much worse. The negative emotion builds in us as it was never actually processed. And then on top of that, we feel shame, guilt, and remorse, and even sometimes physical pain um, from overeating or binging. I have so many clients who really, I mean, they eat such high amounts that they actually get into a place where they they not only feel the emotional shame, guilt, and all that, but they physically bring pain upon themselves. So now we're dealing with an even bigger, um, bigger and badder negative emotion that we look to get rid of. 
which then leads to more overeating, more binging, maybe restricting, which then leads to more binging, what, whatever behavior brings us momentary relief. But again, the cycle continues because we have not processed through any of the emotions. So I want you, want you to think of this. Think of emotions like a lightning storm. So at first, there's one bolt of lightning in the sky, and this is your primary emotion, the initial emotion that you experience. It is really energetic and can be powerful. The energy creates two possible actions or behaviors. The first is, is, is if it's allowed to touch the ground and diffuse itself, it's over. The lightning bolt is done. It's over. The storm never has a chance to build up. The second action is if it does not have a way to diffuse itself, it, the energy builds up and creates more and more lightning bolts until the storm is raging in intensity. So this is just like feelings. They need to be processed, diffused, if you will, in order to keep our behaviors around them where we want our behaviors and actions to be. So like not overeating, not trying to distract from them, um, not overworking, not stonewalling in our relationships. So we experience a feeling. The feeling creates energy, which needs to be diffused through action. So we will either choose to take action to feel the feeling, to diffuse it, like when the lightning bolt hits the ground and it's over with, or we will take action like denying it, distracting from it, like through eating or drinking. And by, this, by the way, this happens through our, our habit or unconscious brain. We're, we're usually not super aware of what we're doing. When we distract, deny, push away our feelings, they actually become stronger and stronger, building an energy just like the lightning storm. And now we have hundreds of lightning bolts to process or diffuse instead of just one. So in, in therapy, uh, this is called creating secondary emotions. And as a, as a therapist, you know, you learn to kind of spot those in your clients because when you see secondary emotions being created, that's when you know you're going to have a little bit more deeper work to do to process through. So it's important to understand something, I guess, at this point or something I want to talk about. And this is our habit brains. And and this is the, I just use that term because it helps me understand. It's, it really is um, a part of the brain, kind of in the back of the brain that sort of runs all our programming. It, you know, everything in the habit brain is very unconscious. Uh, it, it helps us with our, you know, it helps us breathe. It, it helps us not have to make all kinds of decisions on the things we want to do. It just, it, it runs our programming. And so it runs our automatic thinking and also our behavior patterns from years and years and years of running the same program or the same pattern. So, you know, it, it's when we find ourselves like doing the things that um, we kind of wish we weren't doing. It, it's sort of like the brain latches on to these programs that we were programmed with and, and runs these habitual patterns that we're not actually always aware of. But in reality, this habit brain is always trying to help us out. Um, so, okay, at some point in life, sometimes due to messages we received as children from parents, maybe from peers, 
sometimes from a trauma event we experienced, sometimes from circumstances that were highly emotional, we used a substance like drugs, alcohol, food to quell an uncomfortable emotion around those that programming or that traumatic event or that highly emotional event. And when it worked in the moment, the habit brain latched onto it and said, yes, 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 let's use this. It's a solution. When I eat, I feel better. It feels so much better than experiencing the negative emotion. And this stopped us from feeling uncomfortable for the moment. We felt relief. We felt comforted. We felt better. So now every time you feel uncomfortable, the brain will throw up an urge to get you to eat to bring you comfort. It really is the habit brain's way of taking care of you. And the reason I want you to recognize your habit brain really is trying to take care of you, even though its urges compel you to eat and in the end are hurting you in the long term, is because sometimes I have clients who get almost angry at their habit brain and they say things to themselves like, why do you do this to me? And you're messing up my life and making me miserable. And in reality, when we talk to our brains like this, we are actually in discord with our own selves. Our habit brain really is a part of us and subconsciously we know this. So when we're in discord when, with ourselves, when we're arguing our, with ourselves, when we're, we're honestly being unkind and mean to our habit brain, we continue to create negative emotions. We create this dichotomy within ourselves that creates tension, um, it creates upheaval, it creates rebellion often. So I won't, I'm not going to get into this too much more detail here, probably do another podcast on this totally separately, but just really important to start getting into a mindset of understanding that you need to work on understanding and feeling compassion towards your habit brain. So when you could begin to feel compassion towards your habit brain for the urges it sends up, you actually create less intense and frequent urges. So therefore you you overeat less and you have the capacity and energy to process your emotions more directly. It's really a long way to go about saying having compassion and understanding for our habit brains is really, really important to get us to our goals. That's it. Okay. So the idea, back to processing feelings and that idea, carving out time to cry, to journal, to speak it out loud to a trusted person, to really go to that place, that spot of pain. This is the time to feel the uncomfortable emotion. Sometimes it can take 30 seconds to process an emotion and gain a sense of calm. Sometimes it can take much longer, but the idea is to really be aware of this and on purpose feel it, on purpose feel it. So sit, take a moment, feel the feeling. When you recognize a feeling you don't want to experience, tell yourself that you can experience it. I can do this. I can sit through this. It's okay. Sit, breathe really feel it, name it. If you're not sure where to start with this, if this is kind of all uncomfortable new stuff for you, um, you can start here. Start by noticing how the feeling feels in your body. So you recognize the feeling, 
you name it. And then you're going to really get into how to feel it within your body. So all feelings come with like this little um, chemical cocktail package attached to them. So we have a thought. The thought creates a feeling. The brain attaches a chemical cocktail like neurotransmitters, hormones, etc. to the feeling. The chemical cocktail is then released into the body and creates sensations, physical sensations within the body. And typically these physical sensations are uncomfortable and it's why we are unconsciously or consciously trying to distract or deny our feelings. We actually, it's more like we don't want to feel the physical sensations that go along with them. That's what makes us uncomfortable. So one way to process a feeling, to diffuse it, to really feel a feeling is to notice it and do a body scan, asking yourself, what am I feeling in my body? What sensations are there? So here's an example. When I am experiencing anxiety, I usually have a slight headache. My face feels warm. My throat and jaw feel tight. There's often a tightness in my chest area. My heart races. My stomach may feel kind of warm, sometimes even slightly nauseous. Like I work my way down my body, noticing and naming the sensations. And as I sit and do this, there is a slight relief and relaxation that sets in. And often just that tiny bit is enough to process the emotion to where the intensity of it sort of abates, kind of goes away. Remember too that that sometimes we really want to and need to feel the very uncomfortable feeling. Sometimes it's very appropriate to feel anger, sadness, grief, guilt. You know, feeling all those things for a time and not wanting to process it, process out of them right away is fine. That's okay. It's more about just understanding how you can use skills to be aware of feelings, feel feelings, not distract from them, not deny them or repress them, is really what keeps us from sabotaging our life goals and dreams as well as our weight loss goals. So I'm going to challenge you this week to be aware of your feelings and choose one to process through, maybe even right now. Like after we're, after you're finished listening to this, you know, sit and think about what feeling am I feeling right now? And then use some of these tactics to really follow through on processing it, to really feel it. By the way, you, you can do this with positive feelings too. And in fact, for those of us who maybe get a little bit scared to, to go to that negative emotion, to really process it, to really feel it, it's really good practice to take a positive emotion, one one that's a little easier to feel and do the body scan work around it, around it, really feel the sensations and feelings. Our positive emotions and feelings also create sensations within our body. So it's that's a really great way to practice if you're very nervous about going to those negative emotions or choose a neutral one, like choose the restlessness one. You know, that one is one so many of us experience and tend to eat over. Okay, so the challenge is you're going to be aware of your feelings this week. You're going to choose one to process through. You're going to name it. And then you're going to choose to journal it, 
talk to someone out loud about it, by the way, or yourself. I mean, but you got to speak out loud on this one or write it out. You can't really go through this dialogue within your own brain. You can within your own brain and mind. But I'm just saying the process is a lot more powerful when you either write it out and or speak with someone you trust out loud. Um, and then you could also, or instead, use the body scan technique. Okay? So hopefully you find something helpful and useful within this. This is all I have for today. Thanks for sharing this space with me, for listening. And also make sure you thank your own self for being willing to consider to making changes in your life to get you closer to your goals and your dreams. And if you keep listening right now, you'll get some more information on how my clients take a deeper dive on these topics with me through online programs and coaching. Um, It's where you get the actual structured lessons, worksheets, journal prompts, support and coaching behind all this stuff I'm putting out there uh, to lose your weight for good improve your health, and get to your goals. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. 